that are in my age range will know what I'm about to do. Jesus. 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 See, see, now, now, now you got to look, get that situation that's going on, that's been troubling you so bad. And you can't, you, you know, you've been praying and giving your best words about it. Now you just got to look at that situation and say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. See, because when you're calling on the name of Jesus, you're, you're, you're calling on the one who has set everything in order. The, ah, the one who shed his blood that we would stand righteous before God. The blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Almighty. The one that died on the cross in order to destroy the works of the enemy. So when the blood is applied and God shows up, we know that there's victory. So instead of getting mad and frustrated and discouraged, sometimes you just got to look at the thing and say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Look, you've been trying to fix this. You've been trying to make this thing right. I'm telling you, now you need to back up and just say, Jesus. You just need to back up and say Jesus. When you step into that house, you need to say Jesus. When you look in that person in the face, you need to just say Jesus. You need to stop trying to convince, trying to cons- trying to make them understand. Just start saying Jesus over the situation, over the circumstance, over the person. You want to see them delivered? You want to see them set free? Just start saying Jesus. Because what the Lord did on the cross is all they need. That's all they that's all they need. What he completed on the cross is all that they need. Look, I oh God. All right, all right, all right. Everybody that got family members that's in trouble right now, I want you to stand up. And if you don't know the family member, if you know somebody got a family member, I want you to stand up. Now, now as you standing up, grab somebody's hand. Grab somebody's hand. Because we're we going to get in agreement about this right now. And those that are at home, if there's somebody at home for you to grab their hand, grab their hand. If not, just reach up and grab God's hand. Just know that you're holding on to him. So, Father, we will not let our family die. We will not let them go through on their own. We will not let them be destroyed by the hand of the enemy. Lord, we say Jesus. Jesus over that situation. Jesus over that life. Jesus over that heart. Jesus over that mind. Jesus. 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 Heal their mind right now. Heal their heart right now. Change their lives right now. Bring them out of that dark. Jesus! 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 Your 
word declared that he that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah! 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 Sometimes you need to stop trying to come up with the right words to pray and then just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Jesus over your office. Jesus over your boss. Jesus over your finances. Jesus over your car. Jesus over your household. Jesus. 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 Lord, we declare we're just standing in the gap. We don't have the answers and we can't fix it. But we're calling on you, Lord. We're calling on you, Lord. We're calling on you, Lord. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, God, that we know that if we call on the name of the Son, we know that we're being heard. And we know if we're being heard, we know that you are moving on our behalf, oh God. According to your will, according to your time, Lord, we declare the victory because your word said so. And we thank you. Amen. And amen. 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 See, when you, when you care deeply about something, you become emotionally and mentally engaged in the thing. I mean, even to the point where it starts to inherit your soul. It gets down on the inside. And we become so caught up in it that we forget. But if we could remember to bring Jesus back into the thing. If we can remember the call on the name of Jesus. Then you don't have all the weight on you to get it right. Sometimes you just got to say Jesus just to get you through the moment, just to get you through the hour, just to get you through the day. Sometimes you just got to say Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You start with Jesus and let him work out the rest. Let him work out the rest, because I guarantee you, you start calling on his name, you'll find, your, you'll find the words to pray. Yes. You'll know what else to do, but you got to get right with Jesus. You got to get right with Jesus. And, and let me just, oh, Lord, okay. It's, you have to get right with Jesus. You're going to have to look at and evaluate where is Jesus in your life right now. And you need to get right with Jesus. And I'm not talking about unsafe folk. I'm talking about safe folk. You need to get right with Jesus. Jesus should not be a little statue that's sitting up on your dresser someplace. Jesus shouldn't just be a sticker that's on the back of your car. Jesus shouldn't be someone who you just acknowledge on Sunday for an hour and a half. Get right with Jesus. Get right with Jesus.
Get right with Jesus. And you know, I'm not standing here acting like I'm perfect. I'm just letting you know that I realize that when I get the most frustrated and anxious and upset is because I've taken my eyes off the Lord. And I'm looking more at the situation that's going on rather than looking at him. And I have to remind myself, this is Jesus. This is what he wants. This is not about you. So I'm, don't, look, I'm not standing here. It's like, don't, just don't worry. Like as Shambach said, you don't have no problems. All you need is faith in God. That's what he said. I still had problems and I still need faith in God. But I mean, you know, I understood his point. So I want to finish this message. Oh, Lord Jesus. 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 I want to finish this message. And this last part of the message was actually the heart of the message. So, you know, just the Lord is doing his thing. So I just get out of the way and just let him do what he wants. So, Father, this is all your time. This is what you wanted, Lord God. Lord, you've been ministering to us this morning, and we are so grateful. Lord, so we ask that you would just deliver this word to your people, Lord. Let it burn into the hearts and minds, Lord God, so that we would be forever changed, Lord. For when we leave out of here and we go out into the marketplace, Lord God, we want to be prepared and ready, eyes open, hearts alert, Lord God, moving in the direction that you would have us to move, oh God. So bless this word, Lord God. And let the man get out of the way so you can have your way. And we thank you, Father. Amen. Our text for this series, Like the Lamp, Psalm 119. And reading from the message, let me just give a quick overview. The psalm begins with, you're blessed when you stay on course. Walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow his directions. Doing your best to find him. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road he set. You, God, prescribe the right way to live. Now you expect us to live it. Now, just as a side note quickly, that every time the Bible talks about being blessed, he's not talking about money. So why does the church, whenever time they talk about blessed, they always talk about money? Just something to think about. Our lesson is taken from verse 105. By your words, I can see where I am going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. I've committed myself and I've never turned back from living your righteous order. Everything's falling apart on me, God. Put me together again with your word. Adorn me with your finest sayings, God. Teach me your holy rules. My life is as close as my own hands, but I don't forget what you have revealed. The wicked do their best to throw me off track, but I don't swerve an inch from your course. I inherited your book on living. It's mine forever. What a gift and how happy it makes me. I concentrate on doing exactly what you say. I always have and always will. Now, the first two parts of this message, you can go back. Those that missed it can go back online and you can check it out so you get the details. But the first part was, where's your lamp? Do you actually have a lamp? What do you use to see in the dark? See, as I contemplated and I thought about this, even this week as I was going over it, is that you know that if you stay in the same place, doing the same thing, eventually it's going to get dark. 
Why? Because the world is turning. Things is moving on even if you don't. You can, you can stay always bright and sunny. Just give it a little while. The world will turn. And next thing you know, now it's in the dark. So you don't even have to do anything wrong for it to turn dark. Just the world turning by itself. Eventually, you're going to get 12 hours of darkness. So what do you use when it gets dark? Because I was doing the right thing. I was following God. I was doing minding my business, doing what I was supposed to do, and it still got dark. Well, what do you do? Where's your lamp? Is there something for you to grab hold on that when it gets dark, you know how to hold something up so you can see where you're going even in the dark? Oh, and is that lamp you got, does it actually give any light? Did you remember to put some oil in it, batteries? Reposition your solar panels so that when it turned dark, because you saw the darkness coming, because you, when, when you mind in your business doing what you're supposed to, it just started to get dark. <laughs> like, it, like well, things is getting dim. Can't quite see like I was seeing before. That when you saw it happening, did you check to make sure that... Mm, You see, when it's starting to get dark, that's not the time to stay away from God. When things, when you see the darkness coming, when you feel it's starting to encompass you, that's not the time to stop lighting your lamp. Oh, Jesus. Is that lamp nearby? If you have one, is it, is, it, is it nearby? When was the last time you actually used the lamp? Or when it's daytime, you're happy, and when it's dark, you just sit there till it turns light again. It's daytime, I'm happy, and then when it's dark, I'm just sad. I, I said that comically, but I want to be, be clear that sometimes the, the only time that you can be happy is when everything is bright and sunny. But then when it goes dark, then you stay dark as long as the things is dark, as long as the circumstances is dark. Because And life is like that. You know, it don't stay dark forever. Because the world keeps turning and eventually start to get light again, even if you don't do anything. But during that time that you're in the dark, are you still miserable and mad and angry and hateful? Have you succumbed to the darkness and behaving like a dark person in the dark? Or is there something that keeps the light on even though you're in the dark? And that's what the enemy wants from us. He wants us to live in that kind of darkness. But Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly. And if you have the lamp, are you holding the lamp in front of you? Or is that lamp just hidden someplace else? Lost in the closet somewhere or covered over with filters so that when that light comes from your lamp, it's a little skewed. Don't quite look like the right light. Mm. Hatred, bitterness, politics, patriotism, personal preferences, all of those things can filter the light. So when the light is shining forth, you don't see clearly, neither does anyone else around you. And do you ever just put it down? As we talked about last week, you better be glad I'm saved. I got to put my Holy Ghost on the shelf. It's like, stop, stop. You better hold on to your Holy Ghost. Next time you go looking for it, it's not there because you don't walked away. 
If you want to hear the details about that, go and look, listen to the sermon from last week. So this week, quickly, maybe. <laughs> These all came from our pastor's D exhortations when we were on the fast. And this is the last part. Follow the light from your lamp on your path. Follow the light from your lamp on your path. Now, there's a narrow road and a small gate that we're all going towards. But my trials are my path. My victories and my failures are my path. How, when, and where I use my gifts are my path. So it is the light in my lamp that lights my path, shows me my steps, and it lights my path. Why is this so important? Romans 13, starting as the second part of the third verse, again reading from the message. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. Let me read that again. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what God does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. Just a quick amplification of that. We don't determine, when we're talking about who our real identity is, it's by who God is and how he is working in us. Not just because I'm this or that or I can do this or that. That's, that's not it. It's based on what God says you are and what God created you to be. That's how we determine our identity. Verse 4, in this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these extremely, excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. See, this is how the Lord showed this to me. We have the same light but different lamps. Now, what's the light? The light is the living word of God. It's what he has revealed to us through scripture. Now, revelation comes from when we are face to face with the word of God. You really want to understand about God? Get face to face with the word. You can sit here and listen to me. This should just inspire you to do more. Because if that's all you're counting on is just what you hear from me, that, you know that most people stop listening after about 20 minutes. So that means y'all would just pro- pretty much just get my introduction. I know, I know, I know, I know. So you're going to need to do some studying about what I say because you ain't going to keep up the, the whole thing the whole time. Oh, help us, Lord. See, that means you must have a a systematic study of the word, a program that you follow that helps you go through the scriptures to determine meaning. 
If you are not doing that, you are cutting yourself off from the revelation that God gives through his word. And you can't get that revelation from anywhere else. I I told you, my son called me and said, Dad, did you know that when they talk about speaking those things that aren't as though they are, they're talking about God. He was so upset because he thought that they were talking, he could do that. And he told people he could do that because he heard preachers saying that that's what you could do. Speak those things that aren't as though they are. But when he started studying the word and he realized that's talking about the creative power of God. That's not talking about something people could do. He was really upset that they didn't tell him that. And I told him, yes, I knew that. (laughs) But he was upset. But the revelation came from the studying of the word. And how many of you that been through Bible study that we're studying stuff? And you're like, what? It said what? I can't believe that. I can't, what? That's not what they said. <laughs> so study the word if you want the real revelation. So you want light in your lamp? That light comes from the studying of the word. Now the lamp, because the light is the light to the path, but the lamp, it shows me my steps. The lamps are how you walk in your gifts. There's light in the lamp, but it's the lamp that's going to show you the steps. Because when you hold the lamp like this, you see your steps. If you look at the light, it shows the whole path, but not necessarily your step. So you need that lamp to show you your step. Ooh, Preaching, singing, helping, administration, prophecy, exhortation, healing, all should shine the light of the word. So whatever it is you do, that light should be shining through your lamp. If the lamp is your ministry, that light that's lighting the lamp should be the word of God that informs it. So if you're going to preach, preach the word. If you're going to sing, sing the word. If you're going to be an administrator, administrate according to the word. Because you know that there's some administrators that do some administrating, but it ain't according to the word. It's according to the bottom line of somebody's pocket or personal benefit. That's all it is. I was just told something the other day that, that, that you know that some doctors in the ER, their bonuses are tied to how many people they admit. So they're going to try to, see, everybody knew that but me. I just found out. (laughs) But their bonuses are tied to how many people they admit. So if you have good insurance, because if you don't have good insurance, they don't care about you. But if you have good insurance and they could get you in for something, they just going to get you in. Okay, everybody else knew but me. So I was shocked. I was, I, 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 I was shocked. So the, the doctor that's supposed to be helping, trying to get people well, is thinking about, well, what kind of insurance they got? How long can we get them in the hospital? How much money I'm going to make about how long I can get them to stay in there? And like, oh, if they, look, I, oh, a week. Woo, they got that good insurance. Get them in not, not considering that there's still a deductible that you have to pay when you go into the hospital, even if you have good insurance. But I guess that don't come out of his bonus, so it don't matter. Right? 
So whatever you do, you got to do it with the light of the word shining through your lamp. Because if your lamp is to minister in the hospital, then the light of the word needs to inform how you do that. Oh boy, help us Jesus. See, that walking in my gifts, doing what God says, has got to bring me closer to God. And it's the thing that we're going to be rewarded for in the end. So when I got to light my lamp, I need to make sure that the word of God is in my ministry and the word of God in my ministry will show me the steps where I'm supposed to go. Now, you need to want you if you ever wondered whether you walking in the right direction, is it taking you closer to God or further away? If it's taking you further away from God, you ain't going in the right direction. No matter how lucrative it may seem, no matter what the immediate benefits of it might seem, if it's taking you further away from God, you're not going in the right direction. Oh, help us, Lord. See, so we found our lamp. We're holding on to that lamp. And we're following the lamp on our path. This I want us to remember. We have the same road but different steps. Our gifts are different. That means our steps will be different. All the gifts are necessary, but everybody don't have the same gift. We don't all serve in the same way. And we got to respect each other's gifts. And just because you can do it, don't turn around talking about why someone else ain't doing it. Because you can do it. That's your steps on your path to do what God told you to do. Well, how come so-and-so? It's like God may not have called them to do that. Look, mopping the floor, cutting the grass, all of that matters. All of that matters. Working the computer, all of that matters. Sometimes we misunderstand that this lamp that I have that's, cause, that's showing me my steps, it doesn't have to look like what it looks like up here. If you're a person that got strong legs and a strong back and you like, you want to make sure that the church look good, then I'm a motor grass. That's my steps. That's the lamp that I'm holding out in front of me. It's like I don't want my church to look raggedy. I want people to walk by and say that this is some place I might want to go into, not run from. So somebody got to say, well, no, we can't just let it look raggedy outside. So I got strong legs. I got a strong back. I want it to look good. I'm a motor grass. I'm following my steps. I'm following my steps. I like doing landscaping. I like painting rocks. I want it to be pretty. <laughs> no, everybody else left the rocks looking all old and raggedy looking. I decide I'm going to paint them blue and yellow and red. <laughs> That's my steps because I'm following my ministry. <laughs> well, I can't teach Bible study. I can't. I can't. I, 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 I just get all mixed up. I can't. And people start asking me questions. I get confused. It's like, okay, but you can research, right? You can go online and find some information. You, you can set up the chair, right? You can turn on the computer and the mic so that the person that's leading the Bible study will have some, something. They only got to do is come in and teach. My steps. My steps. My lamp is falling because this is what I can do. Mm. See, and, and you know, we, we have the same direction, but we don't always go at the same speed. Now, hear this to everyone that's a leader. You as a leader need to be a little, a few steps ahead of the people you that's following you. Amen. Amen. 
A few steps ahead does not mean perfect, but your pastor should not be carousing. When it comes down to practical living, the person that's leading should be living a way that's an example to the people that's following them. How your pastor don't come to church? And when I say that, I'm talking about a pastor that show up just to preach. They know what time worship is going to be over, announcement is going to be over, come running in in time to preach, preach, and then gone out the back door. If there's a piece of paper on the floor, they call deacons, you need to take care of that. And pick up the paper, man. (laughs) It's a piece of paper. You saw the paper on the floor before everybody else, and you calling the deacons to come pick up the paper on the floor? Pick up the paper, man. The leaders need to be a few steps ahead. Don't mean perfect. But the leaders need to understand that if there's a piece of paper that needs to be picked up and nobody else going to pick it up, then I'm going to pick up the paper because I'm not going to allow the house of the Lord to look like that. The leaders need to be the one that understand that if there's someone that needs encouragement, someone that needs to hear a word from God, I need to be in a place that when someone needs something, I have something for them. That's where the leaders have to be because they're supposed to be a few steps ahead. So the person that's following behind them sees that example and says, oh, okay, right, all right, all right. So that means when my cousin came and asked me something, I should have had something ready for them. When, when, when my brother was in trouble, I should have had something ready for him. Now, I might not be the, the, the pastor. I might not be the elder. I might not be the deacon. But my brother is still right there, and he need to hear something from me. So I needed to at least be reading my word. So it's like, you know what God was telling me the other day? And I guarantee you this. If you stay in your word, you stay seeking God, that there's going to be somebody that needs to hear what God said to you. You can be sure of that, that someone will cross your path that will need the encouragement and the light from your lamp in order to help them along the way. See, now we don't all move at the same speed because you have some people that get it quick and got it ready to go. Don't turn around to the person and say, you still struggling with that? Like, yes, yes, I'm still struggling with that. And you telling me I'm still struggling with that is not helping me. If you got something to say, you ask, how can I help? You don't say, are you still struggling with that? You haven't overcome that yet? I got through that a year ago. Well, good for you. I'm glad for you. Bless your heart. We don't all move at the same speed. I'll get there. But I'm still carrying my lamp, following the steps that God has given me. And I might be walking slow and you walking fast, but that's all right. Because if we're still on the same road, going toward the same small gate, I'm going to get there because Jesus said so. Jesus said I'm going to make it. He said I'm going to make it. I might be slow. I might be at the back of the line. But I'm going to make it because I'm on that road, going in the right direction. And I'm following the steps from my lamp. Even if it don't look like yours. You know, I tell you the truth. 
I tell you the truth. Some people look at people's lives and the stuff they've gone through and act like it means something. Some of the best preachers I know spent time in jail. Now, they didn't go to seminary and get a master's in theology and all of that stuff, but they got a master's in faith. They got a master's in commitment because when they went and they got locked up and they were stripped, everything was stripped away and it was just them and God. They learned how to believe God. They learned how to trust God and they believe they learned how to look somebody in the face and say, Jesus is Lord, the son of the almighty God. He died on the cross for my sins and what I was before. I'm not that anymore. And I know if God did it for me, I know he can do it for you also. We had a guy that went to, or a woman that went to seminary and then they want to pontificate and talk theology. And then, then if the person say, well, what you talking about? Hey, man, what am you? Sorry. I just, you know, I was just trying to explain to you about the love and the grace of God. Where's that guy that went to jail? Said, I'm talking about Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. What? I'm telling you what he did for me. You might be, I don't care how mad you get. I'm telling you what he did for me. Because that guy that went to jail, been through some stuff. So somebody get making a lot of noise don't really mean nothing. <laughs> Whereas the guy that just went from school to, to seminary might not be comfortable in those environments. Now, I'm not saying everybody that went to seminary is soft. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I just want to make it clear that cause my path didn't look like your path doesn't mean we not going in the same direction. <laughs> oh, Lord. And because I'm moving fast and you moving slow or you moving slow and I'm moving fast. Doesn't matter. Oh, Jesus. Because look what happened when you try to move too fast. You ever tried to drive faster than what you're comfortable with? (laughs) Never drive faster than what you're comfortable controlling the car. Because you are just waiting for an accident at that point. Because as soon as anything happens, it's over. Because you know that when something happens, you're driving at a speed where you're comfortable, something happens, you just, you know. Maneuver, break, turn, whatever. You do what you got to do. If you're driving too fast, that's where you end up. So don't try to go at my speed if it's too fast for you. Pastor, when you studying, you be going through the whole thing and you going into the Greek and the Hebrew and the context and the culture. and all. Look, man, I... I Jesus was talking to his disciples. That's what I got. <laughs> and he told them this, this, and that. That's, that's what I got. That's what I read. That's what I got. Don't try to go at my speed. Now, if you can't go at my speed, go at my speed. But if you can't go at my speed, well, what did, what, when I read it, what did it say? <laughs> this is what I saw, and this is what it said. That's what I'm writing down on the paper. That's it. Go at your own speed. But you're still going to get there. You're still going to get there. I've seen this. So just break down the big pieces. Eventually you start putting together. Say, oh, I got it now. I got it now. 
It just took me a little longer to get there. But that's but we're going in the same direction. Shouldn't we be glad? Yes. <sighs> Move at the pace that you can handle. Amen. Now, oh, I did good. Uh, here it is. It's my lamp. The light is shining through my lamp, illuminating my steps on my path to get to where God wants me to go. But when I'm close to other people, they can see the light from my lamp because there might be somebody that's walking in the darkness but as you are walking and they might not even be on the path but they saw a light they, they saw a light and from the darkness and then they started to come over to investigate the light it's you walking holding your lamp following the path that God has given you and they're like hey hey what, where are you going because I was over here in the dark. But now as I, I saw it, I saw this little light over there. And I, I, I was tired of being in the dark. So I needed to find my way. And I saw your light. I saw your light. They don't even have a lamp. They don't know nothing about the light. But they saw your light shining in the darkness, walking down your path. And as they saw that path, they started following. And they started asking questions. And then you start to teach them. And next thing you know, guess what? They got a lamp with light in it themselves. But it only because they saw you. They saw you stepping. They saw you going. And you're like, well, where do I go? Well, let your ministry inform your steps. Let the thing that God has given you to do inform your steps. What do I do next? Well, how is this thing that I'm doing next bringing me into my ministry? The thing that God has called me to do, my purpose, the reason why I was born, the thing he gifted me for. How is the thing that I'm doing, the step I'm taking, moving me towards that? Like, am I following the follow the light from your lamp on your path? You don't know what else to do. Well, how is this informing your ministry? And ministry is just a fancy word for service. Because if you believe that you are a child of the living God and that you have been brought into his kingdom, there is something that he wants you to do. And all of us play a part. And the body is out of joint when someone is not playing their part. What is it that God has given you to do? What is the interest that you have? Use that in order to move the kingdom of God forward. Because that's what's going to keep you steady. See, if you're involved in service, it's less easy to get distracted. I always tell people, it's like, well, I don't know what else to do. It's like, well, what has God given you to do today? If you know what your ministry is, if you know what your service is, then there's something that you can do for that today. While you're waiting on God, while you're looking for God to fix whatever, while you're looking for him to make that way out of no way, what is the thing that he's given you to do today? Whatever service that he's given you, do that. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I don't know what else to do. Well, I'm going to take another class on child development because that's what he's given me to do. I don't know about all the rest of the stuff that's going on, but I know this is my ministry and this is what God has given me to do. So let me get some more knowledge about the thing I'm supposed to do. 
these people at my job is making me crazy. And they, they crazy, and they trying to take me along with them. But what did God, God made me an administrator. So I'm going to seek God on how, what kind of systems can I improve? What things can I make better? How can I make this move forward? Because that's going to keep me focused while I'm waiting for God to fix all of these other things that's going on. What did he give me? What is my gifting? What is my calling? How am I going to make it better? Because this light coming through my lamp is showing me my steps and it can be helping somebody else. And it's my light and my lamp on my step. I'm making it all personal. You have your light and you have your lamp and you have your steps. (laughs) So what's the conclusion? The word gives us where we are, where we're going, and how we're going to get there. That's the whole, that's the bottom line. When I say light the lamp is because there's so much darkness that's happening in the world. So much stuff that's going on in the world. And how do you stay focused? How do you keep going forward? Light the lamp. That word of God is going to show you who you are. It's going to show you where you're standing and it's going to show you where you're going to go. And it's going to show you how to get there. I got to do my job, but let the light shine through your lamp while you're doing your job. And as you're doing that, then you'll know which step to take. You'll know which way to go. You'll know what's what's the right next thing to do because the word has given you the understanding of who you are and what you're supposed to be doing. Should I do this or I shouldn't do that? Well, let the light shine through the lamp. How does this thing inform my ministry, my purpose, my what, what, how do I fulfill who I am in Christ? Through this thing, and that's the step that I take. Now, it might be a big step, it might be a small step, but that's where I'm going. Or it might be stand still because there's too much stuff going on around you for the moment. You got to be still. But it's the light shining through the lamp that's informing your ministry and your service that gives you that understanding. Like the lamp. For everybody that's struggling, that's stuck in the darkness, like the lamp. You want to know where to go and how to get there? Let the light of the word shine through the things that we do, our service, our ministry, and we know that we'll end up where God wants us to be. For there is a narrow road and a small gate that leads to life, and not many find it. Bow your heads.